extend a welcome to you this morning. Special welcome to each of the mothers that are here today. Wish you, all of you, the Lord's blessing. One thought on the uh, Sunday school lesson, I, I was going to share it, but we ran out of time. And I was visiting yesterday with our veterinarian. We were doing a surgery on a cow. And uh, I don't know how we got to talk about I didn't even think about tying into the Sunday school lesson at the time, but we were talking about riches and, and particularly uh, the lottery gambling. And uh, he related an experience. He said how that he, um, well, he talks about the frustration coming into the convenience stores, filling up with gas and getting behind the people buying the lottery tickets, and we probably all identify with that. Anyway, he related an experience that uh, he said there's a Pfizer uh, district rep that uh, his wife owned the antique furniture shop in the little town of Manorville and uh, he said he got involved as this Pfizer drug company rep uh, the man got involved in delivering some of the furniture that was purchased at this antique shop and and he got to know a family that had won one of the big lottery uh, winnings and uh, he told Dr. Pearl he said you know he said they were talking he said you know that is one of the most unhappy families I've ever ran into he said, they're simply unhappy. They've got all the wealth and riches that they could ever dream of. And he said, they're still unhappy. And I said, well, you know, I, I said, what would you allude that to? Well, he said, they contributed to the fact that everybody else wanted a, a portion of that wealth. He said, their people were suing them over some of those most insignificant little incidences and are attempting to get access to some of those riches. Well, that's, that was what they, they contributed it to, uh, some of the unhappiness that... Uh, we know there's certainly a deeper cause than that, and that is if one's heart is not right with the Lord. I thought about my assignment this morning this is one of the first thoughts that came to my mind and that's the title of my sermon the old porch swing uh, that's one of my memories that I have uh, I also thought about it from this perspective that uh, very likely uh, I'm not sure very likely a third to a quarter of the congregation uh, is genetically connected to the people that are in that photo there that's my mom and my younger brother and I. And someone has said that there's there's the best way for a mom to get the attention of their children is to sit down and relax. And that's evidently what happened there. Uh, I'm not sure that I actually remember that picture taken. It's an old photo, but it's one of my... I like it. I, uh, I don't remember if they told me this or whether I actually remember it. But this is the circumstances surrounding that picture, is the fact that uh, we were, uh, the rest of the family had all went to summer Bible school, and uh, my younger brother Jim and I were too small to, to go along. And so that's where we were sitting there on the back porch swing, waiting for the rest of the family to come home from summer Bible school at the uh, Little Red Round Mennonite Church, church very much like this church here today. And uh, so we're having some quality time there with my mom. And uh, 
I don't remember that there was a lot of talking going on, possibly some questions, but uh, we were just putting in time. Thinking about the role of and the importance of mothers, you know, you read through First and Second Kings, you read through uh, Chronicles, and uh, one of the one of the things that that comes out over and over again as as you read through the uh, the accounts of of the scripture there, and it says his mother's name was, and I think that's a clear indication that uh, God realized, God knew, and God wants to emphasize the importance of the mother's role on culture, on society, and uh, it's our way of, uh, we want to give recognition to that this morning, we want to say thank you for your contribution to our uh, lives as mothers today. My mom was from a family of all girls, there were seven, seven in there, seven girls, seven sisters, and uh, so she... Uh, she grew up on a small farm, small dairy farm, actually, just outside the town of Bowmansville in Pennsylvania. And uh, with Grandpa not having any boys, she helped with the farm work, just like uh, uh, some of the girls do today, still yet. And uh, so uh, she was no stranger to, to work, especially farm work. This may date me just a little bit, but actually this porch swing was on our back porch here at the time. And uh, that later was enclosed as our first indoor bathroom. And uh, so I remember that. And that porch swing then actually got moved to the front porch. So I, I faintly remember the, the convenience of having an indoor uh, bathroom facility being added to our home. But uh, that was the portion of the house that was lent, uh, added to that where the uh, bathroom was uh, added. But uh, So this morning I'd like to... Uh, I have a, an acrostic that I want to uh, put on there that outlines my points. So I think about the, the roles that mothers play in contributing to our family lives, to our uh, communities. Uh, I thought of some of the things that begin with them. Mediator, missionary, motivator, manager, multitasker. Uh, you know, I couldn't, as I thought about playing the role or, or uh, acting as a role of a mediator, I couldn't actually think of any specific incident in my family. There was nine of us children. I, I, was, toward, I was the second to the youngest, so I had siblings that were I have my oldest sister. I, my memories of her, she visited here last fall. Some of you met her. She actually is almost more like a second mom to me. And uh, I have very fond memories of the things she did for me. But uh, I am certain, I am certain that if I would ask my siblings, there was probably times, nine of us children, and there was four of us boys on the end. And uh, I know there was, there was squabbles, and there was probably times that she played the role of mediator as peacekeeper between us four boys, uh, the four youngest in the family. I had an older brother that was a twin uh, to my second oldest sister. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident she played that role uh, as a mediator in uh, keeping peace between siblings. The uh, aspect of missionary 
she played an integral part in me becoming a Christian. And uh, I still remember I was a junior in I was in junior high school, seventh grade at the time. And my younger brother Jim actually had accepted the Lord before I did, and uh, he was always a better boy than I was. <laughs> That's my way of saying it. But uh, I think my mom could see that I was under conviction, under under uh, that I needed something, and she just very gently prompted me. She she said, "You need to think about that." And uh, it was during that same series of revival meetings, Brother Paul Ibersol from Lebanon County was having a series of, of revival meetings at the. At that time, our church was in transition. We were holding church in, in the little town of Reamstown, and that is now a, a dwelling place. But uh, he was having revival meetings using the Old Testament tabernacle as uh, as uh, illustration of uh, our need of the Lord Jesus Christ and how that Jesus fulfilled uh, the uh, the uh, types and shadows in the Old Testament. And I remember it being extremely interesting, and we just, of course, went through that last year here at church. So uh, it was a good uh, reminder. Uh, the idea of multitasking, I, I, I think my mom was a multitasker before, multitasker before the word was invented, invented rather, if I can say it correctly. Uh, she certainly did many things, especially as a mom, mother, and wife, and also at home on the farm taking care of the chickens. So multitasking was done be probably before the word was, she did it before the word was popular. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been uh, picked up on here more recently. Well, the letter O, second letter in the word mother, is open-handed, uh, giving, open-hearted, listening. So I thought about her sharing, giving. You know, uh, she shared in so many different ways, opening up our home for guests, uh, you know, being hospitable. Uh, I have fond memories of, of having relatives and other friends in over the years. Uh, I thought of all the different uh, things that she uh, probably uh, sacrificed uh, so that others could have. You know, I thought of some of the conveniences that we take for granted today. Uh, actually, she never owned an automatic wa uh, clothes washer or electric clothes dryer until all of us nine children were gone. <laughs> and that's probably when she needed the least. But, uh, you know, I, I remember helping her wash with the ringer washer. We had this ringer washer. And if you want to see what one looks like, go visit Arnie. Now, ours didn't have the gas engine on like Arnie's does. That's a gas engine, right? Ours was electric. But, uh, you know, we, we had the two wash tubs there. We'd wash it through the one, rinse it, and then squeeze it through the ringers and go through the other. And so it was two different wash tubs. And I remember her uh, telling stories as we helped her with that chore of washing clothes. And... You know, the, the thread, she always had a stick that she used to push the clothes through the, the ringer washer and, and, and the danger of getting your fingers through or caught in those ringers or girls with long hair. I was, I was glad I wasn't a girl. <laughs> but uh, getting your hair caught in that ringer washer and, and the, how dangerous it was. And, you know, we were petrified of the thing. But uh, it, was, it was part of our task. of, uh, And that was part of her giving. She, she laundered and, and, and did the clothes. And, uh, you know, we took it for granted. And uh, yet it was, it was a part of her, her sharing with us as a family. Well, open-hearted, as I think of uh, her dimension of listening, and it's probably something that I need to practice more of. We talked about that in a Sunday school lesson. She was not a big talker, not a very outgoing, socially-oriented uh, type person. Uh, certainly an introvert, I guess, in my expression. Now, when she'd get on the phone with her sisters... 
That was a little different, and it was usually Pennsylvania Dutch. But uh, so we knew who she was talking to usually, but uh, we'd give her a hard time about that. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes her sisters would call. Her sisters would call, and they'd answer and start talking off ta- talking Dutch, and they'd think we were mom, and that didn't in, in, enhance our uh, image any either. But uh, I was impressed, as I think of of her ability to listen and. Uh, I came across this statistic, and I, I don't know, maybe it's, it's very likely true. I can't prove it. It said children are four times more likely to go to their mom than they are to their father with, with questions. Uh, and I guess that would vary, but uh, it may be that maybe dads, we need to practice listening a little more. Uh, but uh, in relation to my illustration of this morning, my mom was definitely a listener and uh, not a big talker. Teacher, uh, total devotion, the third letter, T. You know, she taught. Like I said, she didn't teach a lot vocally, but she taught more by living. And someone has given us this statistic. Half the intellectual capacity of an adult is achieved by the age of four and 80% by the age of eight. The age eight. Does that sound right? I don't know. (laughs) I guess I'm done. (laughs) Most of us here. Half of the intellectual capacity of an adult are achieved by the level of age 4 and 80% by the level of age 8. Now, I'm not sure on what framework. I like to think I'm still learning, and and I hope I'm still learning. But uh, maybe the framework for establishing that information is established by those ages is kind of my conclusion. Because I always consider myself a a late bloomer, and uh, I I like to think I have some opportunity yet to learn and continue to learn. Will I change my direction in life? Uh, I'll probably always be a farmer, I guess. Christian farmer. Total devotion. I thought of my mom, first of all, to God, her commitment. I can remember her having her personal devotions, reading the Bible. Uh, Commitment, devotion to my father. Us as a family, extended family. Reaching out to other neighbors, etc., you know, she, she expressed her love and devotion to them uh, many times. Letter H, helpful, handy. Uh, you know, I, I tried to remember back. Uh, I couldn't remember any time that she ever declined school help. There's one thing that I could think of that I, I don't know that I ever really remember her helping me with, and that was schoolwork. We'd have homework, we'd have problems. But she was good at delegating, and usually Darla and Dan's mom got delegated to help me with schoolwork, and I'm sure she could probably tell some stories. But, uh, uh, you know, school had changed, curriculum had changed so much by that time. This was all public school, and she had grown up in the one-room schoolhouse. and So she very readily delegated that to, uh, to my sister. And uh, so I have memories of her helping, but yet mom delegated. I, as I remember correctly, I think there was probably she was given off time from doing dishes or whatever if she helped me or some of the others perhaps. Well, helpful and handy. Uh, mom's hands were always busy, it seemed. And I've got, my wife isn't going to like this, but I have, <laughs> I have my mom's hands. They're probably not near as bad as her, hers were, but uh, they're rough. And uh, I remember her, her hands always looking probably four times worse than that. And uh, they were tough. And, uh, you know, she certainly wasn't, wouldn't have been an ad for an Avon book or something like that. But, uh, you know, they were gentle. 
and uh, I remember that. Uh, matter of fact, I I don't say this to my credit, but I am sure I probably I I, I don't remember ever getting a spanking, but uh, I'm sure I needed them. I either got them young enough I don't remember them, but I do remember her chasing after me one time, and she had her apron on, and she had a stick underneath, <laughs> and I saw that. And I remember I, I half-heartedly ran away from her trying to get away, and I, I felt bad about it. And I think I left her catch me, but I don't remember the spanking. <laughs> if I didn't get one that time, I sure needed one. But uh, uh, there was something else I was going to say about that. Anyway. Endless energy. Think of the meal preparation, the stacks of dishes, the clothes to wash, the cleaning, the garden preparation. Uh, one of the other things in relation to uh, the empathy, the letter E there, you know, this is something that stands out to me, and I, I, it's something that I need to practice more often. It says, she was always ready to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. And uh, I can remember sometimes as a family, we'd be sitting around talking about incidences, things that happened, and, and you know, she would, always, she would always bring that up. You know, well, we, we maybe don't see it all like, we, like we're seeing it here today. Uh, maybe we haven't experienced what they're experiencing. And uh, that's one of, that was one of her strengths, and I remember that clearly. Uh, you know, always ready to give the other person the benefit of the doubt before the rest of us as a family w would have been ready to pronounce judgment on the, on the experience or circumstance, whatever it might have been. But uh, it's certainly a, a character quality that uh, I want to uh, emulate as well. Well, the idea of res being resourceful, one of the things I thought about was, you know, I don't remember my mom uh, buying a lot of flowers, and uh, but she had plants, she had flowers, uh, she had geraniums were her specialty, and, and coleys. I guess that's what they were. Coleys? Is there a plant like that? Kind of a model leaf, not really very... In my opinion, it wasn't really very beautiful. But yet the leaves, the older I've gotten, it must have something to do with getting older, but the older I get, the more I do appreciate them. But uh, she had those two flowers, geraniums and coleys particularly. And I remember she would, in the wintertime, talking about being resourceful, she would uh, take the labels off the old cans, tin cans that we had around there, and she would bring plants in or slips, start slips off these plants, and then she'd have, she'd set them on the windowsill. She'd line them. Do you remember that, Darla? Or don't you remember visiting <laughs> in the farmhouse there? But that's my memory of growing up. Upstairs, downstairs, she'd have these plants lined on the uh, windowsill, and then she'd have them for the next spring to set them out. But uh, talk about being resourceful. But uh, she was not much for probably roses. I do remember we did have one rose bush later on in uh, by the garage there, but uh, you know she wasn't uh, one to procrastinate. Talk about being reliable. She wasn't. Uh, she was one that got right to the task. If it had to be done, it got right to the task. And again, that's another area I probably uh, I need to practice a lot more on. Uh, if there is work to do, and do the worst first, <laughs> uh, and that's always uh, a challenge. Turning your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 31, I want you to follow along in your Bibles. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It's 
it's kind of interesting that our Sunday school lesson was looking at uh, in Ecclesiastes, King of Solomon, or King Solomon. And this is uh, another one of his Proverbs here in 31. The words, uh, Proverbs 31, verse 1, the words of Lemuel, King of Massa, which his mother taught him. What, my son, what son of my womb, what shall I advise you, son of my vows and dedication to God? Verse 3, give not your strength to lose women, nor your ways to those who and that which ruin and destroy kings. Verse 4, it is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, or for rulers to destroy, to dis, to dis, to desire strong drink. Verse 5. Lest they drink and forget the law and what it decrees, and pervert the justice due any of the afflicted. Verse 6. Give strong drink as medicine to him who is ready to pass away, and wine to those in bitter distress of heart. Verse 7. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and seriously remember his want and misery no more. Verse 8. Open your mouth for the dumb, those unable to speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are left desolate and defenseless. Verse 9, open your mouth and administer justice for the poor and the needy. Verse 10, a capable, a capable intelligent, and virtuous woman, who is he who can find her? She is far more precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies or pearls. Verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on and believes in her safely, so that he has no th so that he has no lack of honest gain or need of dishonest spoil. Verse twelve: She will comfort, encourage, and do him only good as long as there is life within her. Verse thirteen: She seeks out the wool and flax and works with willing hands to develop it. Verse fourteen: She is like the merchant ships loaded with food foodstuff. She brings her household's food from a far country. Verse 15, she rises while it is yet night and gets spiritual food for her household and assigns her maids their tasks. Verse 16, she considers a new field before she buys or accepts it, expanding prudently and not courting neg negligent of her present duties by assuming others. With her savings of time and strength, she plants fruitful vines in her vineyard. Verse 17, she girds herself with strength, spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for her God-given task, and makes her arms strong and firm. Verse 18, she tastes and sees that her gain from work with and for God is good, and her lamp goes not out, but it burns on continually through the night. Of trouble, privation, or sorrow, warning away fear and doubt and distrust. Verse 19, she lays her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. Verse 20, she opens her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her filled hands to the needy, whether in body, mind, or spirit. Verse 21, she fears not the snow for her family, for all her household are doubly clothed in scarlet. Verse 22, she makes for herself coverlets, cushions, and rugs of tapestry. Her clothing is of linen, pure, white, and fine, and of purple, such as that which such as that of which the clothing of the priests and the hallowed cloths of the temple are made. Verse 23, Her husband is known in the city's gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Verse 24, She makes fine linen garments and leads others to buy them. She delivers to the merchants girdles or sashes that free one for service. 
Verse 25, strength and dignity are her clothing, and her position is strong and secure. She rejoices over the future, the latter day or time to come, knowing that she and her family are in readiness for it. Verse 26, she opens her mouth with skillful and godly wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness, giving counsel and instruction. Verse 27, she looks well to how things go in her household, and the bread of idleness, gossip, discontent, and self-pity she will not eat. Verse 28, her children rise up and call her blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied. And her husband boasts of her and praises her, saying, verse 29, Many daughters have done virtuously, nobly, and well, with the strength of character that is steadfast in goodness, but you excel them all. Verse 30, Charm and grace are deceptive, and beauty is vain, because it is not lasting. But a woman who reverently and worshipfully fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Verse 31, Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates of the city. I don't think I can say it any better than that, and I'd like to uh, express my thanks and appreciation for each of you as moms this morning. And as a small token of that this morning after dismissal, I'd like to uh, ask the oldest daughter of each family represented here today to come up and select a rose and give it to your mom after dismissal. The oldest daughter that's present here today, select a rose and give it to your mom. 